Welcome to Spread the Floor, the world's first and only NBA podcast, probably. I am your host, Brian Gill, joined as always by the Adele to my Taylor Swift. It's my co-host, Tobin Hodges. Tobin, how's it going, buddy? Ooh, did you hear the new song, man? Of course. Of course I did. It was so good. So, so good. It was like, that was the best thing that could have happened to me this week was that. So. I mean, Thank you, Adele, I would for just that. Say, why does anyone else sing, including you? You have a voice like an angel. You should stop singing because you're not Adele. That's what I would say. Personally. The only thing that would make this week better in regards to female music is if Taylor dropped another version of <laughs> one of her albums. Sorry, Red's Kent, coming you know, in like two but, weeks, so we're 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 uh, we're right around the corner. I'm like I'm chomping at the bit for 1989. That's the one I'm waiting for. That's this got really weird, really fast to me. It, it does, but that fine. But I still it. want it. That's okay. fine. I still That's want fine. it, though. Want all the <laughs> She's doing it with Ryan Adams, though, which is a bad... <laughs> She's trying to redeem him. Uh, feels bad about stuff. You heard the, the dulcet tones of one Richard Barden there, so please welcome the Robin to my Taylor Swift, to your Adele, Tobin. It's <laughs> Richard Barden from Mad About Movies. What's just, up, buddy? Hey, I'm just glad he didn't call me Rich Paul. <laughs> so far. We'll see. We'll see where <laughs> the, the night, night is young, night yeah. Leads us. Yeah. Um, Richard is here as he, he's making his, his, uh, annual pilgrimage to mm. spread the floor, uh, to do, uh, to do some fake gambling tonight. So, um, if you've not listened previously, we had Richard on last year to go through all the over-unders for the season, um, for all 30 teams. And then, uh, you came back at the end of the season, Richard, and we, we talked about the results. We all did pretty well last year, if I remember Correctly, we all were, were over 500 at least. You guys better um, than I, but I still was over 500, but you guys crushed good. it. Good, good, good. Um, we tried to do this two years ago. I, Tobin and I did, mm-hmm. uh, but you, it was, that was the week of like the tornado or yeah, whatever in Dallas. That's right. And, uh, so you couldn't do it, and then we had to throw it all out the window anyway because of uh, COVID. We should have so. known that that <laughs> tornado was, was an omen. Yeah. It was jinxed right from the start. Um, yeah, if you don't know what over-under is, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but just in case, uh, Vegas sets the odds at what each team will win uh, for the year, for the entire season, and uh, and we pick whether they will go over or under that number. So if the number is 41, that means Vegas has said that uh, this team will win 41 games this year. We'll choose the over or under, and if they go over, let's say we pick the over and they get 43 wins, then we're in the money there. If we go under, uh, you know, if they go under, they win 38 wins or something, uh, then, then then we lose. We lose a little, a little money there. This is all for fun. No money on this. Wink. Uh, but we like to have a good time with it. And uh, and so that's what we're going to do. It also gives us like a chance to kind of just preview the the season as well. Yep. So sure. uh, we get two minutes on each team or something like that. And uh, it's a good it's a good season preview for us as well. So um, I'm I'm ready to start. We've uh, we've been talking about this a little bit off the air. Getting ready for this, Richard put together a nice spreadsheet for us. That's one of my love languages is spreadsheets, so I'm very appreciative of that, RB. You like that conditional formatting on the red and green? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's <laughs> fantastic. I love it. So uh, Richard is here. He's going to uh, he's going to kind of walk us through this this whole thing since he is the the expert in this field. Uh, and we'll we'll just we're going to start in the Eastern Conference, Richard, and we'll. We'll just work our way through all 30 teams. So whenever you're ready, my friend, lead us off. All right. So we're going to go alphabetically through each conference. We're going to start with the Eastern Conference. We're not going to go by division because divisions in the NBA are one of the dumber things <laughs> out there. Conferences are barely arguable. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and divisions are, are, are even less. So uh, we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks. Their over-under is 47 and a half. It's so – can I just tell you guys – 
So nice just to say that and not have to say in an 82 game season, that would be 47 and a half. You know what I mean? Having to do that stupid math we had to do last year with the yeah, that made games. My, my, that made last year a lot harder on my brain for sure. For sure. It's nice to just say it's 47 and a half games. Yep. Eat it. All right. <laughs> so I'll go first on this one. Maybe we'll just kind of weave through and I'll just kind of make people go first on each one to talk about it a little more, but I'll, I'll lead us off on this one. Yeah, I think there are really, uh, really. Suddenly a pretty good roster. I think um, if Hunter especially can stay healthy, that guy's a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, the East is, you know, one of the big things that I always harp on, um, and I know Brian and Tobin, you guys do as well, is that the East has sucked for 25 years-ish since Michael Jordan retired. Yeah. Um, it doesn't suck this year. It might actually yeah. be, you know, it's it's definitely, you know, the top of the East will always have a couple good teams, but even the, the depth of the East is not nearly as... Uh, as atrocious in years past, the league's really good right now. So it's really nice to not have that conference really bias. Um, and all that to say, I have, I have the over on Atlanta. I think they've got a pretty deep roster. I think they'll build on last year. I'd be shocked if they have the playoff success that they had last year. This is a regular season conversation and that will come into to the fold more and more when we talk about other teams. So I can see them winning more games this year, but maybe getting knocked out earlier in the playoffs just based on matchups. So yeah, I have over Brian. What about you? Yeah, I'm over as well, and I, I kind of feel the same way. It's like it wouldn't surprise me at all if they ended up being the three seed in, in the mm-hmm. East, um, but I would bet against a return to, like, the conference finals or something right. like that. So Broke awesome form last year, and, and uh, yeah, which yeah. is great. I mean, that's what that's part of the game, too. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from them. It's just, for sure, know. For sure, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, anyone who listens to the show knows I'm not a big Trey Young guy, yeah. but he was pretty pretty fantastic down the stretch of he last was. season. I kind of like, I definitely like villain Trey way more than yes. than what we had gotten prior to, like, February of, of last season mm-hmm. and stuff. So, so that can be fun. And you're right. They have a really, they've got a lot of players. They've got a good roster yeah. um, full, of, full of quality guys. And so, yeah, I'll take the over as well. I don't think, I, I feel like... I feel like 50 is is like the real top range of what they could even possibly get. So 47 and a half does seem a little bit close on that front, but but I I feel relatively confident that short of injuries they are uh, they should be pretty good. So what about you uh Tobin, where are you at? Yeah, I agree with all those things. I think that they're going to make a step forward with just about everybody on their roster, but I don't think it's going to be like a, like a leap necessarily. And I kind of agree with you all. Like I wonder if we'll see like playoff McMillan come back this year and have like a first round exit, which I hope not. I like McMillan, but yeah. um, I, I think that they are going to be built really well for a regular season, like yep. surge this year. So they had the over as well. And they have the thing too, of they always play really well without Trey young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, That's he's true. a great player. He's really, you know, proven us wrong, but, but uh, they never it's never that big of a dip when he leaves. And that sounds like I'm backhand the insult. I'm really not. But they, they have such a deep roster. They they can afford a loss of their star for, let's say, eight, ten games more than a lot of these other teams can. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. So the next up. So we all have the over if you're keeping track at home over 47 and a half wins for um, for the Hawks. And also, if you're not if you are kind of new to this, the reason it's half, it's uh, that you don't tie. Mm-hmm. Right, so if it was at forty-seven wins, and you, you can't put, um, they're going to get exactly that. They're all at, so you have to pick a side on on either side. Okay. Next up, um, I just want to root for Tatum and Brown for the next ten years, Brian. <laughs> That's all I want. Um, it's time to talk Celts. <laughs> time to talk Celts. Hold on, let me get my chicken parm out. All right. <laughs> um, 
Brian, I'm going to let you lead with this one because you were the lone under. Tobin and I are both over, but Brian, uh, give me give me your undertake. I'm interested in this because I'm normally more nag on the, the mm-hmm. Celts than you are. I like Tatum. I like Brown. I don't – I like I mean, like a lot of guys on this team. Mm-hmm. And I think Udoka is going to prove to be a pretty good coach. Um, I just think – I think that number is too high. I think they are – let me put it this way. Atlanta, like, again, once I said with them, if they turn out to be the three seed, cool. I, I, that totally seems reasonable to me. It seems way more, li- way more likely to me that Boston is in the playing game than they are to be the three seed. And so for, like, a one-game difference between Atlanta and Boston as far as the, the over-under goes, don't love that. Don't love the vibes, really, with, with uh, Tatum and, and Brown at times. I mean, I think they really like each other. I don't think it's, like, acrimonious or anything, but I, I, we're on year four, I yeah, guess. they're of, redundant and, a bit. Yeah, not really playing all that well together, despite being really good individually and stuff. Um, and also, they've played Grant Williams, like, 30 minutes tonight. So yeah. I don't believe a team that has Grant Williams playing a major role uh, can, be, can be a real a real contender in the, in, in the East, which like you said, Richard is a pretty deep team. So I don't think they're going to be like a 38 win sure. team or anything like that, but I think they're more like a 44 win team than they are a 47 or 48 win team. Yeah. Not a lot of depth, kind of weak at point guard, strong wing. Wings. They got Josh Richardson. So that's, yeah, that's, that's two one. losses. You know right what? There. I'm going to yeah. change it. I'm going to throw it under right now. <laughs> Tell me, what about you, man? I have a as an over, but like kind of like, Brian said with the Hawks, it's like a, you know, 47, maybe 48 win over. I think that they're just too talented to win less than 46 games, you know, by, you know, theoretically. And I'm, you know, selfishly and, you know, probably just because I've I've waited so long to see him as a head coach, I'm hoping Yudoka gives them a couple extra bumps as well. Mm, So I have the over, but I could very easily see us going to 45 wins if they have some issues, you know, or lower. Yeah, they also have the thing on, on to Brian's point. I I don't think it'll matter as much this year, but we'll see where like Brown is getting. I mean, it's easy to say this tonight. We're recording this in the first night of the season. So there's already a Celts game in the book on this one. But like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Brown, I might take him over Tatum personally. And I think that might be more of a narrative just because he plays within the flow more. And, a, you know, if it does blow up this year and they do win 35 games, that's going to be the reason why. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because yeah. that dynamic kind of inverts and they have to make a trade or something. I don't think that will happen this year. It may not happen ever. Um, sorry, my, my, uh, I got to, I have ESPN.com open and, you know, they do that thing where they wait two minutes into being on the website to play the video. Oh, yeah. Really loudly. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I know you have this in a tab in the background of your computer, but guess what? <laughs> you want to clip a greenie? <laughs> Suck it. Deal with it. Uh, Subway. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think really narrow. Um, I have them as a slide over just because of their front line. They're, you know, the God pet, the godsend Peyton Pritchard, um, <laughs> you know, worries me. He plays a lot of minutes. Schroeder's, you know, Schroeder, Schroeder. So yeah, they, they got to figure it out. I, but I think they have a trade to make maybe too. So, mm-hmm. so I might have them a slide over there, um, especially with a new GM who's going to want to make a trade just to make one. Sure. Um I think, and I, I don't think he would make one to get worse. So that's why I have him as an over. But I'm close. I'm right there with you, Tobin. Forty-eight wins, forty-nine wins. Sounds good. Yeah, I forgot about Schroeder until just this moment. I feel very good about my under. That guy sucks. <laughs> Everyone hates him. 
I don't think he'll be there the whole season. I think he's going to be an easy trade chip, personally, yeah. with the, especially with the deal he signed. Yeah. yeah, could be. Could be, for sure. All right, Tobin, I'll let you lead with this one. The Brooklyn Nets at 55 and a half wins. You have them I, as an over. Go ahead. I do, and I, I will tell you, when I saw the 55 and a half, it kind of scared me a little bit. But just because I, like, I think if this if we would have recorded this a week ago before we knew about what was going on with Kyrie, I probably would have been a lot more nervous about it. But knowing that they're just going to, you know, be what they are and not have to worry about Kyrie coming in and out, I think it's pretty safe to say that they're going to be over 55 wins. Um, I was telling Brian off the air, when, this is the one team that can handle losing Kyrie for Oh, you know, totally. a long stretch. And that, and that's that's one of the reasons why you go get Harden when you did last year. And they looked, you know, they looked pretty good last night, even though they, you know, kind of hit a buzzsaw and, and Giannis, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a second. But I, I think that that's, that's kind of a no-brainer. This team's built to, you know, barring an injury, obviously all of these are barring injury, but they're they're built to be a, a high-win team. So I don't, I don't think that, that – I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, I agree. They've got a lot of depth there. Um, we all have them as an over. We, you know, this is one of the most talked about teams. So we probably should just move on. But yeah, they've, you know, <laughs> the only way I can really see an under, obviously, if Durant goes down, but if, you know, all of a sudden James Harden's slow or something and he's not, but he was so good last year. I can't imagine. Even if he dropped off 5%, that guy's so good. So, yeah. Great I, bench. I just think they have such a, yeah, they have such a high margin, you know. It's yeah. Just, I, I, it's, it's, Patty Mills was seven for seven last night yeah. or whatever. And I think you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, I feel like Patty Mills has become like a, t- a little bit overrated with, within like the basketball Twitter sure. community, but, but even still he can do, he can do a lot of work coming off the bench and just firing. And Absolutely. they've got a lot of great, great depth there. And they got two of the best, you know, seven players in the league or whatever. So it's uh, it, to me, that's a pretty easy over, just assuming that they're not, and and they're going to have competition too because I think Milwaukee, they and Milwaukee are going to be really pushing each other yes. uh, through Great the point. season. So that helps a little bit as far as those those numbers go. If if you didn't feel like there was another real contender, then you could probably see them like resting a little bit more here and there and not really worrying about it because they they feel pretty confident they're going to end up at the one seat anyway. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think we're all pretty pretty well uh, established in what's going on with with Brooklyn at this point. Yeah, awesome. And, and if you want to um, hear more about Brooklyn, li- listen to literally any other podcast. <laughs> get the full, get the full lowdown. So tired of talking about Kyrie every week, Richard. We get I on know. here and we just like, okay, we we have to talk about it. But I'm so beaten. I'm so yeah. tired of even bringing up his name. It's it's such a whip. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's. But anyway, I got a quick thirty minutes. So vaccines <laughs> um, goes back no. Yeah, okay. So next up we'll go with the Charlotte Hornets. 38 and a half wins. Um one of the fun one of the fun young gun teams out there this year. Um couldn't have been I remember laughing so hard like a year out when I would see LaMelo on um you know draft boards because I only knew him from that, you know, douchey video of him <laughs> jacking like ninety foot threes in his brother's mm. games and stuff. And A I, I can't. I, I was totally wrong on how good he is, but he's so fun to watch. <laughs> like, that guy yeah. just rules to watch. I remember watching him on League Pass last year in like Game One and texting Brian like, "Uh, this guy's <laughs> awesome. Um, he's exactly the kind of player I think the three of us love to watch." It just sure he's a ball brother, so there's it's a little I'm <laughs> conflicted, but he's to be fair though, like 
all of the videos of him before he played the NBA were just straight. Yeah. Homey totally. garbage that we hated, you know. In, in that, in like looking, fitness kind yeah. And look, when else. you look back on it, you're like, man, he must have just realized I'm way better than all these yeah. guys. I'm bored. So now he's awesome. Guy <laughs> rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was way wrong on him. We've we've said that multiple times that we were all way way off on him. I for love sure, that he's in so. Charlotte too. He looks cool in the uniform. They've mm-hmm. always needed a star like that. You know, like it just couldn't have broken better, I think, for him for him and that team. I think it's cool. For sure. So I'll go first on this one. I like the over. I think that that team's man, I don't know if they're gonna be I, I kind of have them almost as like a play in team in the East. Um I, I like that team more than Chicago. I like that team more than some of the other fringe teams personally. Because also I think they have Definitely a trade to make and a mm. lot of good contracts in which to make it. So, sure. And honestly, I think Plumlee's a huge upgrade over Biombo. Like, mm-hmm. he's not good, mm-hmm. but like, just things like that. I, I think they're going to be a, they're going to rattle off some wins this year. So, I, I'm, I'm a little bullish on the Hornets. So, I have them over 38 and a half. I went over to, and I, I'll tell you guys, I went back and forth on this one. Earlier tonight, I changed it to an under and then I came back and moved it back to an over, just kind of stuck with my, Original gut they put it on, on Rick. To, they put it on Rick tonight. Might come back. I know. I know. Um, so I appreciate that. I, you know, <laughs> good good job, boys. Um, I mean, like I really dig it on paper, and they play hard for Borrego. That's that's been the thing. Yeah, he's a since good coach too. Year one there, you know. I mean, uh, I believe that year Tobin picked them. Said that he would pick <laughs> the under if the, if the over under was twelve. <laughs> he was so out on the Hornets that that first yeah. year. Of Borrego, and then they won, you know, whatever, 22 games or something. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they play hard. They've got a lot of talent, and they're fun to watch. I really, I don't put a lot of stock in preseason, obviously. Um, it was weird, though, watching them in preseason. It was so bad. They yeah. were so, so bad. And it just made me think, okay, is something, is something wrong here that I'm just, I just don't see because I'm not watching 82 Hornets games a year or something? Like, I, I, I don't know. So I ended up just kind of sticking with my gut. I think they're like a 500 team. And so that's there's a little it's a little room there if, if you're betting the over, if you, if you think you're, they're a 500 team. That's, that 38 and a half felt a little low. I, I think Vegas did real well this year. <laughs> like yeah. A lot of these numbers were, were, were spot on. This was one that my immediate reaction was that's, that's low and, and potentially way low. So uh, I'm going, I'm taking the over there. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt too. Like I felt like the 38 and a half was lower than I would have probably put the line at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be one of those things, and this is probably my like my penance for that year. I did just trash them for a solid <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, I do think that this is going to be one of those things where like maybe halfway through the season, we look at the standings and are like, oh, dang, like Charlotte's in the four seed, you know, like, yeah, and, for sure. yeah. and then like, they'll probably, you know, come back to earth a little bit, you know, and, and stuff like that. But I would not be surprised at all if they, if they flirt with the top half of the Eastern conference for a good chunk of the season, just because they're fun. They are young. And like Richard said, Borrego is, is really, you know, working with them. And so I took the over, I think, I think that's a pretty, like, I, this might be a, like, if I was at betting actual money, I'd probably this would be one of the few that I might actually put money on. Yeah, yeah, they they really are interesting because like we said last week, Richard, when we did our awards picks, I had Borrego as sort of a, a dark horse coach mm-hmm. of the year candidate, but also said he might get fired in January. I don't know. Like, it's, yeah. they don't seem like they're a hundred percent. I just think there's a little impatience from that that front office and stuff, so that may be part of it. But 
Um, it's a it's a tough team kind of to to decide where they're going to come out. But I I don't think it's crazy to say. I think at the end of the year, they're probably a playing team somewhere in that seven to ten range. But I don't think it's crazy, like you said, Tobin, to think we're going to look up at the All Star break and be like, "How the heck are the Hornets the five seed?" That's kind of weird. Um, and then you know maybe some other teams take it a little more seriously in the second half. But anyway, that's that seems like a, an, a reasonable destination for them. No, I love it. I think uh, <clears throat> I think you're totally right. I think. Um, you know they've they've got the, the the way this goes badly for them. I have them as an over as well. The way this goes badly for them is Hayward gets hurt, which is very likely, mm-hmm. right? Right. But like long term hurt, not. And then the other reason is they have Ish Smith on their roster, so they can an Ish Smith <laughs> team win over thirty games. That's the other one. <laughs> so that's, that's a pretty big variable there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's. It'll be interesting on on that front, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a fun roster. I think they have that that great thing when multiple of your good players are around the same age too. Mm-hmm. So that's just going to be you know the vibes are immaculate kind of vibe. Uh, sure. If things are going well, the momentum on that will be you know they're going to have a lot of fun together and things like that. Yeah, yeah. and you know yeah, if Lamelo Ball goes seven to nine from three every night, then they're going to win <laughs> you know sixty games. So uh-huh. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's possible that if <clears throat> if he could just get his uh, three point percentage up to like forty six, forty seven percent, you know, that'd be pretty tough to stop. I would guess. <laughs> yeah, he's just got to fire up threes, man. <laughs> if they can just, if the Celts could just do that too. Um, all right. <laughs> so next up, next up, we have the Chicago Bulls at forty three and a half. Uh, big, a lot of turnover there in the offseason, A lot of free agent acquisitions. Uh, Tobin, I'll let you lead with this one. Um, all of us have the under. I don't think any of us were totally in love with their free agent acquisitions, and <laughs> this could be a dumpster fire. They have a lot of talent. You know, they're, they've they got an interesting roster, but I think we all are leaning towards it not working out. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not buying it. Like, in tonight they, you know, beat Detroit by, what, six points, and everybody on Twitter was raving about their defense and stuff. I, I think that they are the darlings of the media right now, like the, the dark horse darlings. And I don't think that's going to bode well in the long run for them. Um, the thing is with them, I, I just, I don't see how it's sustainable. Like, I feel like there's going to be injuries and I feel like there's going to be some things like, you know, I, I'm looking at the, the, the line right now, like Ball, Lonzo ball played 35 minutes. Vucevic played 36 minutes. Uh, Rosen played 38 minutes. Like that's, that's a lot of minutes, and I, I think like what Brown was saying, Borrego. I think I, on our dark horse game, I said Billy Donovan, and I could, I said the same thing. I said he could also be fired like in a month, you know. And so, yeah. um, but I do think that there's a chance that they could make a run in and do some things. I, I just, I'm just not buying it, so I'm taking the under. This one has me nervous. Of a lot of my unders mm-hmm. that I think could be really blow up and there could be really bad. There, there is. I'm actually a pretty big Donovan guy. Um, in terms of like a regular season, I think he's a pretty good motivator. So, you know, this could, there is a world where this could go well. I'm, I'm just kind of with you, not buying it. Brian, what about you? Yeah, this number scared me off. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't love the, I don't love this team. I don't love the construction of it. I mean, I, I, I dig Levine. I, I mean, I, we've said this over and over again. I don't understand how it all works with DeRozan and, and Levine. And I definitely don't understand how they defend anyone long term. Um, and I'm not a big Lonzo guy at all, so that's part of it. At like 
40, you know, 41. I feel like that. I, I don't know. My initial, my immediate reaction when I saw 43 and a half was like, that's way, way too high. And then I kind of thought about it a little more and thought, I don't, maybe it's not way too high, but it's, it, it scared me off. So I'm with you, Richard. It's like, I don't feel great about that, that bet. Um, but 40 to, to say that they're going to win 44 games, just, I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't see how that, that plays out. So I think we are in the minority on that though. It does seem, they yeah, do seem we to definitely be kind are. of a darling amongst <laughs> yeah, NBA Twitter and, and, uh, analysts and podcasters and whatnot. But I, I'm okay. I'm okay betting the under, I think, at this point with them. Nice. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to Cleveland, the Cavaliers, 27 and a half wins, pretty low. I had this as an over until about 90 <laughs> seconds ago. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> um, and I just been sitting here thinking about it. And I, I, I do like their guards, but I don't think they play together. I don't think it's like I could definitely see them making a trade, but they're not going to make a trade to affect this year. I think they could be. This is a roster that's suddenly a little more interesting going forward than it was a year ago mm-hmm. in terms of the flexibility and things they have. But I'm not buying it this year, and I think this is definitely a tank kind of team if things don't get off, uh, you know, to a great start. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under on on Cleveland. And uh, Brian, you wanna you wanna talk more about it? Yeah, I had them as an over, uh, slight over until today. Yeah, and then I saw that they were starting Laurie Markkinen at small forward, and I was like, no, this is uh, it's yeah. a terrible yeah. front office, terrible roster construction. JB Bickerstaff's not a good coach. Uh, I I just I think that there's they may play hard, and I think Garland probably is in for for quite an upgrade this year. And I like yeah. Mobley. I mean, I like some of the guys on their team. Same. Laurie Markkinen cannot be your small forward. That's insane. It's insane to try to do that. And is Nelly and coach their backcourt, Yeah, exactly. I mean, the backcourt doesn't jive. So I, I think, I, uh, I mean, I definitely think Orlando is worse. And who else? Uh, I, I definitely think Orlando is worse and maybe way worse than Cleveland is. Um, but that just makes it worse for Cleveland in some ways that they can't. <laughs> they're not going to be able to like truly, truly be terrible unless they move off of Sexton and, and all that. So, no, I, I 27 and a half, um, just, I don't know, 25, 26 feels about right. So I'll, I'm, I'm sticking under there. So, yeah. Tobin, what about you? You were the only one who, who was under from the get-go. Oh, yeah, I, I was under from the get-go. <laughs> um, I don't think their roster construction, even before the Lori Markkinen news, when they when they signed him, I was like, where is that going to go? You know, and, sure. and like, the only thing I thought of was either they're going to trade Jared Allen or, like, bring Mobley in slowly. That so that was the first concern. The second concern I have is I feel like they are like a locker room fight away from exploding. Um <laughs> there's been a lot of you know news behind Kevin Love because he's a giant baby last year. Um and always yeah. yeah one for six in the field tonight, minus three, four points. Um, great job, love. And then uh, c- there's a lot of negative talk about Colin Sexton. Apparently, like the like mm-hmm. a, the people aren't liking him. And I don't know if that's factual or accurate or not. But you know that can't be good. And I just and I also just think that they are going to probably do something. I don't know at the trade deadline, like either trading Sexton or Garland for picks. You know, and just kind of blowing it up like a mini blow up, I guess, to kind of like get reset because they do have some good pieces. I think I just don't think they drive together. And I think that that's probably going to affect this year. All right. Concur. Concur. Next up, another kind of Midwestern outpost in the modern NBA, the Detroit Pistons. 
That's how it's pronounced. Um, looks like Reggie Bullock. Uh, <laughs> Detroit Pistons, 25 and a half wins. Tobin, you're the lone under, so I'm going to let you lead with this. I will say I was a little shocked by this. When I when I did my picks, I didn't look at what y'all had. I, just, I, I hid y'all's columns and then kind of did my thing. I was a little shocked that I was the only under on this. I don't think that they're built to be good at all. <laughs> But, but I don't. I don't know. I, I I like Sadiq Bay. I like Jeremy Grant. I think I'm going to like Cade Cunningham. I super was high on Killian Hayes last year, and he has not shown anything that you know shows me that he's going to be any good. Um, I think they have good pieces. I just don't think they're ready, and I think they're going to be one of those teams that ends up losing a lot of games because they're just going to get down early, and then they'll end up being a number well, you know top three pick again next year. That's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, Brian, go ahead, yeah. I, I, yeah, I see where you – I went kind of back and forth on this, but I looked at it as this was a 20-win team last year uh, with 10 <clears> less <throat> games and without Cade Cunningham. Uh, so I feel like it's not unreasonable to say they're going to get six or eight more games, six or eight more wins, and still be bad. They'll still yeah. be, at best, third worst in the East, I would I would suspect, unless somebody like Toronto just completely bottoms out or something. Um they're still going to be really bad, but they have enough guys who play just hard enough and are just just talented enough to where they're going to catch some wins against much better teams in January or February or whatever. And uh, and I kind of think, and I don't know where you stand on this, Richard, I kind of think this is one I'm going to be sweating down the yeah, stretch because it, it seems like a team that's going to have... They're going to be way above that that 25 and a half, uh, that, that win percentage um in like march and then they're just gonna be like hey uh jeremy grant has an injury <laughs> yeah. and start like really trying to, to pick sure. up some l's and stuff but um i i don't know i i don't feel great about going over but they uh, there's enough there for me to to feel like they're going to be a little bit better than that number yeah i'm, I'm with you i think they have they're not that good but the kind of guys they have are a lot of like try hard guys and they're kind of rebuilding that organization around this kind of it, kind of like a, a grit grind kind of thing with Ben Wallace mm-hmm. coming back into the fold. And things. I just think they're going to play really hard every night and win sure. 28 games. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd be shocked if they won 30 games, you know. Yeah. But, but 27, 28 seems not not out of the realm of possibility. I think they'll just beat. I just think they'll beat Cleveland and Orlando and, <laughs> you know, the other bad teams just through effort every night. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Kate sure. will want to, you know, got to put a statement out there. And that's my thought. I could be totally wrong. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Sure. All right. Next up, I'm going to let you take the lead on Brian. Cause you are the lone under the Indiana Pacers are 42 and a half. Go for it. Maybe, maybe number one, as far as the one I went back and forth on the most, yeah. I, I had a hard time. A part of me is like, they're going to immediately get better just because they hired, I don't know, one of the five best, like yeah. actual just straight basketball coaches in the sure. league. Um, and everyone clearly just absolutely hated Nate Bjorkren or whatever. It's, yeah. it's rare that you can hire Canada's own. It's rare, yeah. It's rare that you can hire Rick Carlisle and yeah. the vibes are going to be better. Right. Than they were <laughs> Man, if I, we can have some fun around here, yeah. bust out the piano, get the Steinway out, let Rick tinkle the ivories. Let's get after it a strange thing but i i just i think part of me is just like tired of this roster and the how can miles and sabonis play together they can't but we're still gonna keep doing it um i and also 
just a lot of dudes who are always injured, it seems yeah. like, and, and that always messes up the, what they're trying to do and stuff as well. So I don't love this 42 and a half. Like, this, I said this with Charlotte, but I, I mean, it's the same with the Pacers. It's like, I don't think anyone would be super surprised if it turned out that the Pacers were the four seed at the end of this thing. Um, I just think they're more likely to be a 40 win team and be the eight, nine seed instead. Yep. So, um, I don't love it, but it's, it, it just kind of had, uh, honestly fell back eventually to just how many of their top seven are going to miss 15 to 20 mm-hmm. games. And will those things all, you know, run together. And the, just sort of the, the last few years says that is very likely to happen. Unfortunately. Tobin, go ahead. Yeah. I think that it was a small over for me. But I think they have too much talent, and I think Rick Carlisle being there is is the tipping point, which I think it's freaking hilarious that <laughs> they went from a like unlikable coach that doesn't do any fun to the other not fun coach, and it's going to actually be better. But uh, Rick Carlisle, you know, is a good coach for what he does. He's a very good regular season coach, especially, and so um, I think that he's going to get the most out of some of those players that you probably haven't seen do a whole lot in Indiana yet. And so uh, I don't think that they're a high, like a heavy over. I just think that they'll, they'll definitely, you know, hover around that line pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I just think they've got enough talent, like you said, Tobin. I think their offense is going to be awesome, actually. Uh, we saw it tonight. I mean, we you know, Rick is going to get them a lot of open shots. It's what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, I worry about him because they've got kind of the two, <clears throat> the two half centers. Um, and things like that, but also there's gonna be there's gonna be, you know, some random dude off the bench in the Berea role. You know, Rick's just gonna figure stuff out, and I think mm-hmm. he's just gonna grind them to 44 wins or something. Um, if they're if they're healthy, but you're right, they do Brian. They do have a lot of guys that are always hurt, so I uh, can certainly see that happening as well. But yeah, I mean, it's just this is a much more talented team than a lot of the last 10 years that Rick had in Dallas, you know, outside of Luca, and they were able to get, you know, 38 wins in a much tougher conference. So, Mm yeah, I mean, this, this roster is, it does, especially offensively have some talent. So that, that's my thinking behind it. So, yeah. Easy over if they would have signed Monte in the off season, (laughs) that would have really pushed me to the right spot. But uh, yeah. Or Steven Jackson or um, (laughs) Al Harrington. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, well, Harrington's in the weed business, baby. He didn't need the NBA <laughs> right now. <laughs> Did it flatten out his head thing? <laughs> All right. Next up is a triple under from us. Um, it's the Miami Heat. Um, I'll, I'll go on this one. To me, the only person that's going to be in grind mode uh, is Spolstra. This is a team that I mm-hmm. think is going to be coasting for the playoffs, and then they're going to be terrifying in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's just a regular season move for me. I think they're just a veteran team that's going to be totally happy with 45 wins and a playoff seed. They're not going to be fighting for seeding. Yeah. You know, they don't that's care. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. yeah, same. Yeah, I think they're too good to. Uh, I think they're too good to not be dangerous in the playoffs. But I also think that, that with their age and their experience, they'll be able to keep it. You know, cruising just enough to not have yep. to like win 50 games. Yeah, the hero buzz is legit, right? I mean, everyone's saying that guy. If that guy comes out as a real spark off the bench that can carry offense for a while, then maybe that changes it. But I'm going to stick with it as an under for now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to play them in the playoffs, but I definitely think they feel like as long as we're not in the playing game, it doesn't matter. Right, exactly. We we don't care about being the 
there's not a real difference to them, I think, between the three seed and the six seed. So yep. that's totally you know. heat culture, maybe. Have you yeah. heard that phrase before? <laughs> no, that's new. Have you trademarked I've that? I've trademarked that's... it, yeah. Okay, smart, man. That's smart. Yep. It has a lot to do with uh, Dwayne Wade butt stuff. <laughs> All right, next up. The <laughs> so, yeah, it's a totally different meaning uh-huh. for us. Uh-huh. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, yep, next up we got the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champions, playing, I think, you know, I'll let Brian, you lead, because I did the last one. But we're all in agreement here with an over. 40, uh, 54 and a half wins. I just think, I, I mean, I, I'm scared. I'm I'm scared yeah. of Giannis at yeah. this point. I He, again, you try not to put too much to- stock into preseason, but when off a short summer, when like three months ago we thought that he'd broken his leg and was like not going to play, and then he's dropping 50 and in the finals and stuff. And then he comes back off that short summer is like, Hey, by the way, I can do step backs now. Like I am terrified of that. And they all kind of seem to still have that edge to them. Um, I think they're a deeper team than they were last year. Not like substantially or anything, but um, Grayson Allen's an improvement over Bryn Forbes, you know, and uh, DiVincenzo being able to play and stuff. I mean, there's still some things. I mean, we, we all know how I, I think, Budenhoser and where we're at with that and stuff, but yeah. like, I just feel like this is the that's the, a playoff thing more for me though. Than yeah, for sure. I just feel like this is the kind of team that wins a title and it takes it kind of gets the some weight off their yes. shoulders and then they're just like free to be whoever they want to. I don't know. I'm just this team scares the crap out of me long term even at this point. So I, I, I mean. 60 doesn't seem like an unreasonable bet to me. I just think they are really serious about proving that they are the best team in the, in the NBA. So I, and and they have, they clearly have the horses to do it. So sorry, very long winded, but I think, I I think that's the same thing. Like, I think the same thing, but I also think that taking the monkey off their back of, will they get over the hump from last year is now just mm-hmm. like unlock this, you know, no fear attitude is, sure. is yeah. or I'm, I'm thinking it will at least. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's my easy answer for the over. Their biggest weakness over the last few years has been, uh, you know, second guessing themselves at a lot of moments, mm-hmm. right? Always kind mm-hmm. of playing a little timid and the, the title opens them up to just play really freely. Now, th- I took them as an over and I'm pretty confident. I think they're just going to be in murder mode this year, but mm-hmm. One thing I will say is they did have some success last year building more towards the playoffs instead of just trying to win 65 games like they had sure. in years past. So if they come out and prove that they can beat anyone, then maybe they may lull for a while and kind of hibernate and, you know, mm. because they've, they've proven to themselves that they can, they might try a little switch flipping. I don't think they will. I don't think Giannis, Giannis, I don't think Giannis has that in him. Mm-hmm. But if they do yeah. go under, I think that will be why they're like, and then they're going to come back and murder everyone in the playoffs. So, For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The New York, uh, I see, I see, and I see us. I saw the new <laughs> secession font. Oh my gosh. Dune font is, has got to be yeah. stopped. I hope Dune is good. I'm looking forward to Dune this weekend. I, I, I don't, Dune I don't ever you, to bro. See yeah, I don't need to see anything written in that in that font. Yeah, there's nothing it's, like a crossover of the NBA and a really nerdy sci-fi book from the 80s. So, you yeah. know, yeah. I saw good, some tweet that was like, man, the new Incubus lineup looks <laughs> great. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. The New York Knickerbockers. Uh, another uh, we've got a few that we all agree with here in a row. Um, we all have the over that line. You know, I'm not that high on them this year in terms of. Yeah. 
like a real threat. I think they may take a bit of a step back, but they're a talented team. They they're coached by Tibbs. They're going to play hard every night. Forty one and a half seemed really low. Mm-hmm. Um, they have more than enough talent for that. So unless he just grinds, you know, the year two of Tibbs where everyone's knees blow out, I don't see how they don't get that over. But uh, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, I was just I was very surprised by the number there. I came in prepared to pick the under Same. on the Knicks. Um, I assumed it would be something like forty five, you know, or something in something in that Same. range, and I I would have felt okay. It's shocking to me that the the Knicks are two full games under the Bulls. That doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Um, so yeah, I, I great home. I'm not home super. Vibe su- too. Yeah, totally. I'm not super bullish on 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 the Knicks at all, but um, especially in the playoffs. I mean, I think they're going to be the same team in the yeah. playoffs that they that they were this year, but but I think they'll be in the playoffs. I feel pretty confident about that. So forty one and a half just seemed just seemed too low is all that it came down to for me. They can just alternate alternate Kemba and Derek Rowe. Like whose knees feeling better on a given night, you know, right. to just attack, right. attack, attack. Yeah. Tell me what about you? Yeah, I took the over as well. I think I, I was pretty impressed with them last year. I think they surprised all of us. And I think there's a good chance that they with uh Fournier and Walker that they can definitely uh, you know, build on that. I just, you know, I think that they, they 41 and a half felt low when I was looking at it, but I don't think they're going to like blow out, you know, mm-hmm. over way over 50, no. but 41 and a half felt low. All right. Next up, we've got the lowest number on the board, <clears throat> I believe. Let me see. Yeah. All tied with Oklahoma. Bad time to be in an O named city in the NBA. <laughs> the Orlando magic at 22 and a half. And we all, have the under because this roster sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. So bad. Oof, woof, woof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's trending. I mean, I think they're going to play hard, and, and, yeah. and I think we're all Mosley fans. So that's you know that's something. Jalen Suggs is is a dude. I like him a lot. Uh, that's about it. Bamba's going to be out there swatting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know not a very talented roster, just at all. At yeah, all. they're in the right place though. That's what they should be doing. Yes. They should try to win sixteen games this year. Yep. That's that's exactly what they should be doing. But not not a very good roster, I think. I know it's not a good practice to use like two K as a like a way to like judge how teams are going to be. Um, but I got drafted in my like career mode by the Magic and immediately realized how bad that team is because I was just like, holy crap! Because it's just it just really I don't know the roster is really 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 bad. So, but yeah, I mean like Brian said, like we've been calling we we talked about this last year. We've been calling for them for years to just pick a side, you know, be bad or be you know try to be good, and they just kind of hung around the middle forever. So it's I think it's good you know a good way to start for them for sure. But that they're going to be bad. They're going to be so bad. Yeah, it's it's as you said they're they're in the right place finally, and they're they're uh, they're trending the right way, and they have some cool ancillary pieces, but they don't really have the star yet to even be really interesting. You know, Suggs is a good pick where they got him. I'm fine with that. He's going to be a very good player for them, but he's not even an exciting rookie. So cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, just it's press just pause tough. for it's 18 months yeah. guys. And we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do kind of like where they're headed. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they at least have a narrative in front of them now that they can, they make the right decisions mm-hmm. can roll through. They got a couple of vets. They can trade for picks too, I think. And so they're in the right spot. They're in, they're exactly where they should be, but, I I don't feel good about twenty two at all at all. I I'll do the Charlotte Hornets thing, Tobin. I 
I think I might take the under if it was like 18 and a half. I think they're real, real bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up is a team. I don't know if you've heard of this team. They're never, they're not really discussed much. Um, just sort of a really not a narrative based franchise at all over the last <laughs> 10 years. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, 50 and a half. All three of us have the under. Do we need to explain why? Because their locker room's on fire? <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, other than that, though. Yeah. Is it because the vibes are not immaculate yeah. and their best yeah. player misses 20 games every What's the opposite season? of immaculate? What's yeah, the, the, the source? Pope, the Pope could be in their <laughs> locker room and the vibes would not be immaculate. Oh, man. I You know, somebody on, I don't remember, I, I wish I could remember who it was so I could credit them, but somebody on Twitter said that this is the worst coach to have this situation yeah. because because he just does not care clearly because yeah. <laughs> what he did yet in practice like basically he he's gonna even if he's time, in the baby. right yeah I mean even if he's October in the right Philly. he's gonna throw gasoline on the fire yeah, and and so I just don't see any world where this doesn't blow up in their face they don't get a good return on if on the inevitable Ben Simmons trade and and you know and just a rub salt in the wound. I'm sure Embiid will probably get hurt at some point. And so, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's just, that's the karmatic vibe I, I'm getting from, uh, the yeah. 76 Something about right Daryl Morey, man, that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just loves a storm in a teacup for sure. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think, I think 50 and a half is, I don't want to say way too high, but feels that feels really, really quite high to me. Especially in the Eastern Conference, that's not dog crap. Like it is. Yeah. Like three yeah. years ago, if all the same stuff would happen, I'd be like, eh. If Embiid's still For happy, sure. they're just gonna feast on people. But like, it's a real conference now. There, there's games every night that they're gonna have to play. And <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. You don't get Orlando thirty times. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're gonna, have to, gonna have to work at this a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Not uh, not not great. Not uh, that one. I'm. I mean, I feel I feel pretty good about that. Under. I felt Just great as, about I the feel over. As, on as that good about that year. under as I felt about the over. Yes, last. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exact same thing. Yes, that yeah. was the easiest over of the year last year, uh-huh. and this one's yeah. almost almost the same. All right, we've got finally some dissension in the ranks. So I'm going to throw to Tobin here. The Toronto Raptors, thirty six and a half wins. Tobin, you have an over here. Brian and I both have an under. You just betting on the infrastructure, or what's your move here? Um, so I did this before the games tonight, and so because the reason why I'm, I'm like hedging now is because my reasoning was, hey, they had to spend a year in Tampa, and that yeah. probably sucked, um, and now they're going back to Toronto, and they're going to get 41 games there, and surely that's going to be a boost to their, you know, um, their spirits, and then they just got trounced at wow, home. I'm just now seeing that, yeah. So, um. That was my reasoning, and it's already turning to not look like a great one. So, but uh, thirty-six and a half is, I think, a good line. Like I was kind of waffling on that, and I literally was like, "Ah, oh, the home, the new, the Toronto crowd will probably push them over a couple times," and it still might. But, um, but yeah, that was my reasoning. It may not be a good reason. I, I might come back on this a year from now and be like, "Oh, dang, you were an idiot." So, but that was mine. I yeah, I just I I hate that. I think their roster construction is terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and this the talent I like level. all these guys. See, yeah. I disagree. I'm not a huge fan of any of these guys, but it's because I've had to listen like to a OG million a low posts. Sure, about them sure. I was years. I was very high on OG coming out. Still am. Would love to have him on my team. I like Scotty Barnes. Wouldn't have taken taken him where they took him, but but I liked him quite a bit. And I like Siakam too. Um, in a in a vacuum. Sure. Anyway, I like some other guys, but like. 
Tonight, they, I mean, I know Siakam was injured, so that's part of it, but they started Barnes, Ananobi, and Achua tonight in their front court. That yeah. is awful. Yeah. That is, in in today's NBA, are you kidding me? That's There's Orlando no Magician. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, that's a <laughs> rough, rough backcourt. Drogic is going to force his way out by December. I mean, it's it's a... I feel really good about this under at this point. I think that they... I could definitely, I feel like there's a likelihood almost that they're going to go into sell mode at some point and just be like, it'd be cool if we got another high draft pick to work with here because maybe we've got some pieces, but we don't have a team right now. That's that's where I'm at. Anyway, what about you, Richard? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I think it's a team of fifth men um, to me. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I've never understood that they had Kawhi and, you know, better guard in Lowry, and then I never... I mean, and I'm not saying Masai's not good because they haven't had any. They they were so adequate for so long mm-hmm. that they never got high picks. So I get it um, that they wouldn't have a lot of top level talent. But yeah, this is like a role player. I think this is going to just be a sell off crazy trade team and and reload mm-hmm. for later. Yeah, um, and I, also too, I don't think that Siakam and Nurse are going to yeah. get along because it was last year. I, you're right, Tobin. Like the Tampa thing is a real. That is a real factor that I, I believe in. Um, but I also just think there's something something not right there between those two guys, and that's I don't believe that that's going I, – I, at least, I think that that's going to fester over this season, and especially that, with, with losses coming. Yep. You know? And uh, Masai is what? Still doesn't have, like, a full contract, right? Isn't he, like, working without mm-hmm. a long-term yeah. deal and stuff? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So there's some interesting could be weird. Yeah, it could get weird there real quick. Yeah, I like the end of there. Tobin, you like you 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 still feeling good about your over? I'm not right. going to change it because yeah. I I don't I'm not going to waffle, but I I definitely don't feel great about it now. <laughs> yeah. So the Zards going to maybe gonna get maybe they'll make it. Yeah, maybe they'll make an awesome out. trade, you know, and then they'll get some life yeah. back in them. So absolutely. <laughs> They just need, I think, a, a little better like front front line talent, but I think they have that depth. So we'll see. They're they're an interesting one, but you know what? I'm good. I don't need to listen to any podcast or anything about them for five <laughs> more years because I had to. And you know what? It ended up being right because they traded for Kawhi and won the title. <laughs> yeah. But it really sucked that 94 percent of NBA content for the three years <laughs> leading up to that was about the freaking Raptors. Just always, always have to have a Raptors segment. And you're like, yeah, they're going to choke in the playoffs because they have DeRozan and Lowry (laughs) who are good but not that good. Moving on. Um, Yeah. All right. So um, next up, the Wizards team close to, I'm just going to say the Bullets. Uh, Wes Unsell Jr. in the fold. Uh, You guys are are both pounding the over. Um, This is a fun team. Beal's great. I think they'll score. I think they'll have a lot of nights like tonight where they just blow out random teams. But I think they'll have a lot of nights where they play like crap, too. And I just think the conference and the league are just better. And they'll just be... I don't feel great about this one. I've, I've kind of been waffling on it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the under on the Wizards. Because, like, a one veal injury, which will happen for, you know, 10 games or something, they're going to go, you know, one and nine in those games. It would be my bet. So, But, but I'm, I like the Wizards, so I hope... Scott Brooks is gone. That's got to be worth some wins. So... <laughs> Uh, what, what were you, what were y'all's thoughts about it? Kind of a fun roster for you know, offensively. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like thirty four and a half was low for the talent they have on their roster. I don't think they're necessarily going to like be, you know, blowing people away and surprising people. But I think that there will be a lot of nights where they you know they kind of sneak away with a win that they maybe shouldn't have gotten. 
you know, and just they they have you know a generational. Not, that's probably not the right word to use. They have they have a really good uh, like top player in the league that's gonna get you know points and I I think their roster construction is better and you can't really ignore the fact that Scott Brooks not being there is gonna be helpful and probably Westbrook not being there is probably gonna be helpful as well. Yeah. So even though he was helpful for them last year, I just I think that that, that probably will help the mood a little bit as well. Sure. Yeah, Westbrook's uh, yeah. tough because he's he's such a bully ball. <laughs> thing when you when you roll things across the entirety of the season Westbrook has value because he plays so hard every night and when you're playing crap teams he's going to just carry you but then when you play good teams he's going to spaz and ruin things mm-hmm. for you too it's a it's a hard one there is value to him like right because he'll mm-hmm. he'll kind of pick up the slack um, and they'll miss that a bit when nights when Beal's not really feeling it and they're playing Orlando because that's the night Westbrook's going to put up 40 10 and 12 sure. um, but yeah anyway Brian what about you yeah, I just think the the Westbrook thing is the hardest the hardest part of this to read because I mean he was the reason why they turned around when they turned around, but he also was the reason why yeah, they were so bad. Exactly. Um, I mean, COVID got them too; that was part of it. But he was so miserable for the first couple months of the season, and and then down the stretch wasn't great either. But I mean, they won thirty four games last year, mm-hmm. and they had three NBA players on their roster. I mean, yeah. that was a just a complete that town that roster was completely bereft of talent yeah especially once the injuries started to pile up and stuff so i actually like their roster i feel like they've got that trade for the westbrook trade was good yeah yeah i think that's i mean i don't love any of the guys that they got in in the trade for westbrook i don't like kuzma i'm not a huge uh harold guy i mean i kind of like kcp but getting anyway though yeah, but like I think that getting all of that was actually the thing they needed. Like they just needed mm-hmm. some guys on the floor that can actually play basketball. Um, and so you add that to a guy who's probably going to be top three in the league in scoring and doesn't at this point still does not seem like he's trying to force his way out and yeah. whatnot. So I don't know. Thirty four and a half just seemed way low to me. So n- that's not uh, to bring this into it too. But I'm also concerned with his availability because of the vaccine thing too. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a definite question mark. As, as that grows, mark. who knows? You know, what if there's eight markets that have the New York? That's a good point. I right? hadn't thought about sure. that. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. Next up, we're moving to the Western conference. Uh, what I like to call varsity conference over the last 20 mm-hmm. something years, uh, but sure. it's a little more even this year. So I won't be too much of a jerk about it, but, uh, but yeah, we're going to start with our beloved. Our beloved Dallas Mavericks. It looks like we got the Homer Triple O here going. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny though. One thing I'll say about this: we had it last year too. Um, obviously, we want the Mavericks to be good. It's hard to it's hard to be not a you know hard to be objective about this. But I, you know, August first, I'm probably taking the under with this number. But I I just mm. think there's something going on, and it could be total PR spin. By the way, and we could be sure six minutes into the game tomorrow and go, Oh God, you know, uh, <laughs> we fell for it. Yeah. They got us. They got yeah. us. Right. So I totally grant that. That would be I, the most Mavs fan reaction, by the way. Like, Oh, it's over. Like, like yeah. two, well, two quarters over, in. but Oh, I, you know, right now I think they could, you know, they could win 50 games and it could be one of that thing where you go, Oh no, we're going to win 43 games. You just kind of know that because <laughs> a lot of it was fluff and preseason and new coach speak and all that. But I, I really liked a lot of the stuff kid has said and done. And, and we all were conflicted about that hire, not only just like morally, but you know, Carlisle, it's, we, we thought always overperformed 
uh, with mm-hmm. what a given roster was, but like I think he had just really kind of lost this team. So you know, I'm really was pro moving on from Rick, but wasn't crazy about the kid hire. But I love the assistant staff, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm kind of just loving the way that he's attacking this. So I'm willing, and and gosh, KP's sucking me in again. Dang it! So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fall for it one more time. But I think this Mavs team could could really stack up some some wins. Oh, oh yeah, they also have Luka Doncic. So mm-hmm. that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Who's quite good. Might be a good basketball player. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, still time. We should for make him to his free throws, though. <laughs> yes. Hold yes. on. I got to go put on my new balance. <laughs> Yell at my kids. Yes. Um, I don't love this number. I kind of was expecting like 46 and a half, something like that. Um, 48 and a half makes me a little nervous. It also makes me nervous to be optimistic about my team. I've said many times that I don't, I don't trust anybody who, who, um, actually has optimism for their team. That Patriot like Super reserved. Bowl this yeah. year, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That seems reserved for for Laker fans only. Uh, that's <laughs> not. It's not really my my jam. But uh, it's it's very hard for me to see this team that um, was playing Boban like forty minutes in the playoffs last year against the team that may have been the best team in the league, yeah. or at least the best team in the West before the Kawhi injury. And Luca's dropping forty-five points a game um, with no help whatsoever. And then to see that team add a couple of three and D guys, which they badly needed, bring back a healthy KP, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all that sort of stuff, and then just fix the vibes because clearly the vibes were really, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, on that team, much more so than even we knew yeah. here in the market. Um, so it's really hard for me to see all that stuff and then think that they are going to regress as a team or that Luca is going to regress as a player. So, I mean, I would feel way, again, I would feel way better about that number if it was 46 and a half than at 48 and a half. But I think that that, that I think that they end up as the, the, the four seed. And so that's probably a 49 to 52 win team. So that's where I ended up. Tobin, what about you? I think they are a 50 win team, like, like not yeah. 50 plus. I think they are 50 wins like that. If they, if they end the year at 50 and math, 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 32, uh, 32. There, there you go. Thank you. If they end the year at 50 and 32. Like that's, that's about where I see them. Um, I was a little bullish on a lot of the things that were happening in the off season. And I, I, I'm typically, pretty like i'm brian's the downer and i'm the the optimist when it comes to like free agency stuff but to brian's point they they took the clippers to seven games with a pretty rough lineup and they've did all these things in the off season to basically fix what was wrong with that playoff lineup in my opinion Mm -hmm. and i mean yeah we didn't get the big fish we didn't get kyle lowry but like, I think that's why everybody in the media is just blowing us off because we didn't get Kyle out. But that's not I don't think that's like like, yeah, well, did we want him? Sure. But I don't think that's the the end all be all like we're we're definitely failures because we definitely put things around Luca that's going to make him better. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm a big like I mean, the, the same reason I took the under on the Sixers, like I'm a big locker room person. Like if, if the locker room is vibing, like that's when good things happen. Like that's. I mean, that, that was a big reason why 2011 was a championship is because the locker room, like, was a full family. Like, that team was not the best team in the league. But 
they won the championship because they were there. Every single person had a, had a part to play. Um, and kids, kid was on that team. So like, like I, I was, you know, of the mindset of if we get a Jason kid that is, has learned from his awful two stints as a head coach, then we're going to be pretty solid. And I, and I think that that's, this is going to be one of those years where we might come out of the gate and, and really surprise some people and do really well. And then we'll kind of come back to earth probably, but I really think we're 50 wins. Like I, so that's why I took the over. Yeah. To your point, Tobin, I don't want to go on and on about the Mavs. We'll move on. But like, I do think that there is a little, we all know narrative is a big part of this thing. It sort of creeped in to the Mavs narrative this off season that like the, they had to get a secondary playmaker. They had to get another ball handler to put on the floor with Luca, And because they didn't get that, and they may still, I think we all kind of expect that Drogic is going to end up here at some point. But but even still, they didn't get that second ball handler that can take some of the pressure off him. So therefore, the offseason kind of was a failure and the, the team is not going to get better. I just am somebody who, I disagree with that assessment. I think that you, I think that he is LeBron light or close enough potentially that you can say the other way to win would be to just put four shooters on the floor and be able to, to work off of, or three shooters on the, and a, and a role man on the floor. And, and he will find a way to make those guys better through the course of the season and adding, I mean, Reggie Bullock, Bull, Bullock. Is that how we say it, Richard? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's Bullock and, uh, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And Sterling, Sterling Brown, and and uh, and again, healthy KP, and we're putting a lot on that. But I just think that that is, that may not be. Ultimately, you may need a secondary, a guy who can control the ball some and take the ball out of his hands a little bit and give him a break and, you know, for create his own offense and all that sort of stuff to like win a title. But I don't know that you have to have that to win fifty or fifty five games and compete, you know, at this point. So that's anyway, we mm-hmm. uh, went wrong long on, on the Mavs, but um I feel I feel very confident about them and I don't like that. I don't like to be confident about my own team. I'd much rather be in a uh, in a bad place. So I'm kinda glad that the media seems to be a little bit down on us comparatively. That makes me that gives me a little hope actually, <laughs> which is a weird spot <laughs> to be in. All right. Thank you, listeners, for enduring Three Mavericks fans (laughs) talk about the Mavericks. All right, next up, the Denver Nuggets, another Western team with the reigning MVP, uh, which is the French pronunciation of MVP. Uh, 47.5 wins for the Denver Nuggets. Brian and I are both under. Uh, Tobin is over. Tobin, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I think that that with Jamal Murray and um, Michael Porter Jr. taking that, you know, Murray coming back and Porter Jr. theoretically taking that next step, I think that they're going to be a good regular season team, and I think they're going to bomb in the playoffs. Like I think that's that's kind of their destiny, and so I, I think they're going to rack up a lot of wins because Jokic is going to be Jokic, and Murray's probably going to get hot for some you know some respects. In when's he back though? I don't even know to be honest with you. I've I mean, heard like no, I don't. I think yeah. like March, so I don't yeah, even know. It's, it's late. Yeah, so you may want to you may want to adjust. I, I still, well, to. I just still, I still think that they they are built to win games in the in the regular season, and I think that they've done that the last couple of years. They've kind of surprised us, and I think this year sure. I'm, I'm just not going to take that at lightly. And I think 47 and a half is a good number. I, I, I kind of like the Mavs. I don't think they are necessarily a you know 54, 55 win team, but I, I could see them winning 49, 50 games, and then just completely choking in the playoffs. That's kind of how I how I see it happening. 
Yeah, I uh, I have the under. It's a narrow under. I could totally see them going over just because Jokic is so good. Porter's going to get hot in a certain amount of games. Their roster's okay, not good, but fine other than that. I worry about their depth, and I just feel like they're, you know, I'm just betting on a 15-game Jokic nagging injury that is going to bring them down a bit. Because hmm. I don't think Murray's playing till, you know, Valentine's Day at the earliest or something. So mm-hmm. I just think they'll lack that. But um, we'll see. We'll see. What about you, Brian? Yeah, for me, it's just two things. I don't love the depth. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they got better depth than they had in the playoffs. And that was, I mean, yeah, okay. I gave the Mavs that that excuse. So I have to do the same with the Nuggets. They did not have... They did not have five five NBA players put on the floor right. down the stretch of, of last season. They got a little better on that. Um, I But the Murray thing scares me. I don't know when to expect him back, and I don't know what we're going to get with him. You guys know how I feel about Michael Porter Jr. I'm, he always, is always going to make me nervous all the time. I just I also feel like I imagine we're going to talk about this with the Warriors in, in just a half a second. Um I feel like Jokic especially, but really their whole team had to grind so much last year to get some of those W's. I just don't, I think that that has to catch up to him at some point and to them at some point by proxy because, you know, how he goes is how they're going to go. So I, I am with you, Richard. It's, it's, it's narrow to me, but it's, it's not, um, I don't feel real confident about about them getting up into that that fifty win range the way other other uh, you know other predictors seem seem to have it, which is fine. I mean, they're they're a really good team. I just I'm not sure, and I at some point that fatigue has to set in. All right, moving on to the uh, Golden State Warriors. This is an interesting one. I think a lot of people are very bullish on them. Obviously, have a lot of uh, pedigree here. Clay coming back. We're all big Clay stance but we don't the thing mm-hmm. that for me is i don't really know when he's coming back that worries me a bit i think the I just think the league's pretty good they're gonna have to play pretty hard on a lot of nights draymond i it worries me with his bit of deterioration and in that the rookie progress scares me a bit but on the other hand jordan Poole looks awesome and they have steph curry so so who knows but at 47 and a half wins i took the under it looks like we all did uh tobin what was your what were your thoughts on that i think that they <sighs> I think that they are going to have to do, like have Clay back sooner than he's probably going to come back, and I, I worry what what Wiseman and Kaminga are going to look like because of what happened with Wiseman last year. Yeah. And so I, I don't know how much that's going to be helpful. Um, Jordan Poole has looked amazing, and like in the preseason, and he looked amazing last night in the in the first game. But even with Steph Curry having one of his best seasons ever last year, they still barely cracked the playing game. So that's kind of the reason why. Like you're going to have to think like at least at least half of the season is going to have to be that kind of Steph Curry Warriors and and so and that's assuming Clay comes back and is 100 percent and can actually do what he what he usually does and I don't think that's a very good likelihood. I think he will be good. I just don't think he's going to be yeah you know Studly as he was the Clay Thompson that we know and so God, I'm so yeah. excited to watch him play again though man same yeah same I, I hope he same. comes back I hope he comes back and just destroys I, yeah. I really do I just. It's just you know he's proven over and over again that that his his body just doesn't do that you know and so um, I just I think forty seven and a half is a little high, but it's all going to depend on injuries in the rookies for me. So yeah, Brian, what about you? Man? Yeah, I mean I love the Warriors. I love Steph and Dre and Clay and Steve Kerr. I love that whole thing. I think it's it's been a blast. Um, 
Steph had to do so much last yeah. year. And then, you know, I watched that game last night, and he had a terrible game statistically. Um, he's couldn't, he couldn't hit a shot because he's being triple teamed all the time. Um, I feel like that. I, I just that has to that has to play a factor at some point. If if Clay was healthy, if he's coming back from day one, that definitely changes my perception of this team. I don't want to play this team in the playoffs for sure, and I like the depth because I do think that was a big part of it last year too. Was like, yeah, just straight up not having five real basketball players on the team at, at for large stretches and stuff. Um, so I like a lot of the, the little moves that they made. In the summer, I just think 47 and a half is too high given that their second best player or third best player, however you want to look at it, is going to miss half the season and and everything that Steph had to do last year. Those miles, just that's a lot. It's a lot to put on a dude um, of his size and, and his age at this point. So um, I feel like I feel like maybe the reputation of the Warriors is playing in too much to some of the decision-making and predictions and stuff like that. Like, I've seen... They're light years ahead. Heard, yeah, I've heard quite a bit of Warriors in the finals kind of thing, Same. and I feel like that's maybe... A, I To be honest, I feel like that's crazy. Yeah. Maybe I'll look crazy in 15 games, but that that seems that seems kind of insane to me. Last night felt more like the Lakers not really being up for playing more than it did the Warriors going out and taking it from them personally. But yeah. uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I It's an under for me. Yeah, same. Narrow under. 45 wins-ish range for me is kind of where I would sure. see them. Yeah, same. All right, next up. Well, that's not spent a whole lot of time on this one. Houston, <laughs> 25 and a half. They don't want to win that. Yeah. They're going to be in full tank mode. They've got some interesting young players. They'll have some fun highlights. They don't want to win games. Yep. Same. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Tonight was, ex- I mean, a perfect <laughs> example. Game one, what did Jalen Green finish at, Tobin? What was his under his, his plus minus? Like Negative minus 37. 37. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, it's Yikes. fine. Like, get him some, some reps. He yeah. may win rookie of the year. It's fine. Whatever. But, like, I do not like that team at all. They Just like you said, Richard, they do not want to win games. Yeah. It's going to be hideous more often than not. I Absolutely. Think. They're they're three, They're three. two years away from being two years away. Sure. But we'll uh, we'll get there. Um, all right. Next up, the Clippers. Kawhi's out. Uh, Brian, you and I have them as an under. I, I just think in this league, this league, guys. Hashtag um, in this league with this amount of of really pretty good teams. I just think forty five wins out of Paul George. Get, if Paul George as your guy is a lot. Uh, forty six wins actually is what you need to win this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that workload, especially at his age, may bog him down. He's 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 a good player, especially in the regular season. Um, and their supporting cast is good, man. And and Jackson was awesome in the playoffs and all that. I just think so many things have to go right for them. Like, I feel like they if they had a perfect season, they would win forty nine games. Mm-hmm. to 50 games yeah. with how they're constructed with, you know, without Kawhi. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the under at, at 45 and a half because so many things would have to go right for me to get them. It could happen. They have, they have some, some good players, but no, it's an under for me too. I just realized on a spreadsheet that I flipped the Clippers and Lakers. So if you're seeing oh. that change, that's why. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, I'll go ahead and jump in. I did the same. Like if you don't, we don't have a clue what's going on with that roster and the injuries, and they already are a risky team yeah. um, in this league, in this Western Conference for sure. So, yeah, Do no they cool have their pick, Brian? Do you know this stuff? 
Do they have their pick? Um, or does Oklahoma have they it? They do. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma I think Oklahoma probably. City has it. If they don't have it, then they have a, a flip, which w- shouldn't matter. But yeah. Yeah. I. I. Because they pick. I believe they had a first round pick this year. So. Okay. They will not have one this upcoming. Year. So they'll be trying. Be they'll be trying. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I forty five seems way too because I think he's, everything you said is exactly right, Richard. I I look at it as like best case, worst case, what happens, and you know, I th- I am totally with you. With Al Kawhi, best case scenario is like forty eight, forty nine wins. Yeah. I don't think this can be a fifty win team. With I don't really like their depth. I mean, yeah. I, they've got a couple of nice players, but it feels very shoestringy to me. And so forty five seems way too high. I not to say that they're going to be like a, a 32 no. win team, but just like kind of playing the odds of like if the best they can do is go to 48, 49 wins then 46 seems, oof, I don't know. Yeah, that's, there's so many good tough. teams, especially in the West. I think they're definitely a play in threat. I can see them absolutely at 39 wins and then Kawhi comes back and, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's scared. Right. So um, it's not a lost season for them or anything. I just think 45 and a half wins is a lot with the with the depth in this league, especially this conference. Yeah. Totally. All right. Next up, we're going to go across the Staples Center to the other locker room to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, We all have overs here, uh, despite what happened last night. I just think, you know, LeBron and AD and then, you know, Russell bully ball, like I said, some bad teams. And I think they'll figure it out there. I think they'll get on a hot stretch where they win like 16 out of 20 and kind Mm -hmm. of will pump them into that. So um, they might get off to a slightly slow start. Now, if that start is you know, one and six versus three and three, that's, then I'm going to be a lot more concerned on hitting this over, but uh, we'll, sure. we'll see about that. Yeah, LeBron teams always start slow, you know, cause especially with so much turnover. I think I think I heard last night there's only three players left wow. from last wow, year. Wow, wow, I mean, wow. it's, that's crazy. Um, that just doesn't happen in the NBA very often, especially with good teams. Yeah. Um, and, you know... The rust thing is going to be really interesting. I I think we all get Lakers fatigue yeah. every single year because it's just like Alex Caruso, probably an all star, right? <laughs> right? You know, it's just like no, no, it's just that he plays for the freaking Lakers. But um, I I am interested to see what happens with with Russ because it's you know that's a regular season play. When you make that trade, it's whatever they are actually thinking. The result of it is is really the best case scenario is. He gives LeBron and AD rest on those nights, like you're saying, Richard, when he just like torches the magic, right? And um, and you know keeps those guys from from having to play too much and whatnot. But I don't know how it works in the regular se- or excuse me in the playoffs. And I I'm would be I feel like he definitely is probably sitting some when he maybe doesn't want to. But it's going to either be that they sort of we've seen it the last uh, two seasons when when in Houston and then in Washington they will either acquiesce to his style of play mm. sort of as the this is sort of like the necessary evil almost of like this will help us um pick up some some w's here in games that don't really matter and give us some rest for for the playoffs or he will have to play 22 minutes a game there's just there's almost no way that he can be on the floor yeah. um with these other these ball dominant players yep. and stuff so It'll be, I am interested, as much as I will get beaten down with Laker talk, I am interested to see how that plays out with him and, so and where where we end up. But I'm taking the over because it's just it's too much. I mean, it's LeBron, it's AD. If they're healthy, you know, it's just it's too hard to to feel like. Yeah. I mean, 50, if it was like 55, if they had the same number as the, yeah, the Nets, you know, then maybe that changes things. But 52 and a half seems reasonable. 
totally. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the thing with them is that they're going to be good in the in the regular season. I think that the the buzz around them though is just because of, like the because they're Lakers, you obviously, but I would I'm more bullish on this team being successful in the sense of I just I don't think they're a, fit, a good fit for each other and like short of AD and LeBron you know, they're very thin, like very, very thin when it, like when it comes to depth. So like they have a lot of good players, but I, I just feel like that, like, like what happens if like, I think last night we saw it with Russ having an off night, LeBron and AD had to carry everything and there was nothing else underneath that. And yeah. so I just, that's, I think that could get really scary. You know, I, I think they'll get some buyout guys too. They probably uh, will, yeah. you know, some shooting and things like that. So that's the other, the other factor. Yeah. True. The, the the LeBron roster in in October will never be what it is in in April. Mm-hmm. But but again, sure. that that's not really super relevant for this because this is a whole season thing. But I like I said, mm-hmm. I think you know if they made a couple ads and suddenly had some different shooting and it got fun and everyone's yeah. going, then, then they win you know sixteen games in February. Then that changes things. Yeah, I like some of their lower roster plays too. Yeah, I mean Monk. Monk and and none. I thought those were good values, yep. especially right after they got they signed Ariza and, and Mello. And we were all like, Mello looked pretty know, good yeah. last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mello kind of fits on this far better than he did in Portland. <laughs> I feel like for sure. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. He looks great in the. You know, Mello's one of those guys who just looks great in a Laker uniform. You're like, man, you should have been a Laker ten years ago. Mm, he just looks yeah. awesome in the uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who doesn't look great in the Lakers uniform? Number six is LeBron. He looks like Lance Stevenson. Yeah, and LeBron <laughs> wearing number six. I don't. I don't. Like yeah, it. looks looks kind of weird. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, number twenty. Th- or what am I doing? Number. I'm counting the spreadsheet. Next one up is uh, the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. Forty-one and a half. Tobin and I both have the under. Brian has an over. I want to hear your your thoughts. You're just riding that. I mean, that's a that's a interesting poll. I, I like it. I'm I'm kind of I like this team too a bit. Um, but yeah. Go go for it. Just riding and jaw. Narrowest of, of margins to me. It's like this is a forty two win yeah. team, maybe. So I don't really love my my over. I just think I think it was good for them to get some actual playoff experience last year. They play hard every night. I don't love there's still so many things I don't love about the the roster and the way things are done. Um, but I think that I'm a betting here a little bit too on on Jaron Jackson Jr. being healthy and and being a, a viable player. I just think Jaw is going to kill people yeah. that aren't trying that hard in January. I think they're going to beat the bad teams. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to catch enough of the better teams on those nights where I'm not real interested in playing in Memphis and you are always yeah. trying to dunk on my face and it's fine, whatever. Some Beale Street like, flu you know. going on too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that's it. I mean, I, I would be I would be shocked if that team wins. <sighs> 44 games, but I guess I would also be really surprised if they were under like 39. So I don't know. I don't, I don't love my, I don't love my pick here, but I, I'm, I'm okay with taking a shot on it, I guess. That's an interesting one. Tobin, you took the under. Why? I I just don't think that they are that much better than they were last year. And I don't, I don't have any faith that they can stay healthy either. And so, um, just, like I mean, Brian said it before, like they're shooting, they had like zero shooting on their team last year, and I don't think they did anything to make it any better this year. So, yeah. Well, they got Steven Adams. So, <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> yeah. Jackson is definitely an appealing player. I just, I'm, I lack faith that he can stay on the court for 
for more than a month at a time. But but I hope I'm wrong. I like that team. They're a really likable team. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to take a narrow under. I'm with you, Brian. I'm not super confident about it. I could see them going. You know, I kind of had them as like a 40 to 41 win team. So, um, you sure. know, they get they get a couple things right or wrong, and it's going to kind of make one of us look smart and the other one look, <clears throat> or two of us look smart and the, the other one look dumb. So, yeah. All right. Next up, we've got the Minnesota Timberwolves, 35 and a half wins. Tobin has the under. Brian and I have the over, and I'm just going to go quick. I freaking believe in Anthony Edwards, and how dare you? <laughs> How dare you not, Tobin? So go ahead, defend yourself. <laughs> I, I love it, Anthony Edwards. I I don't think that this team is going to be in its same iteration when the season's over. That's so um, that's mm. that's kind of where I'm landing on that. And you know, plus Patrick Beverly there can't be a good thing. So you know. <laughs> so that might be a just in hindsight that might be a petty pick, but you know, <laughs> that's fair. Totally fair. Yeah, I think we're like. I think we're a year away from from Carl Anthony Towns actually getting traded. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we get we start to get the you know the, the rumblings oh, and whatnot. Ant baby, ant <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's go. true. Maybe maybe you don't need him. Maybe <laughs> oh, maybe you got no, Anthony okay. Edwards, so you're good. Um, it 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 would be more likely to me that they move Russell. I mean, I still think Simmons. That's one of the few places that makes sense for Simmons. Um, and he would he would work there. He would help there some. It would help to get rid of. I mean, truly to your point, Richard. Like, I would love for all of uh, D'Angelo Russell's shots to go to Anthony Edwards instead. Frankly, yeah. um, so if you could bring in Simmons, you know he don't want to shoot. Uh, I think that that might actually help. Yeah, I I, I just think they were good ish when Finch was there yeah. down the stretch like of the season. Coach, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can make a case that part of that was they were so far out of it that literally no one cared when they went to play them. Um, but I, I don't know. I think that, I think that 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 thirty five and a half. Like, I'd be pissed if I was if I was uh, if I was the Timberwolves. I'd be like, yeah, we're we're we got a little chip on our shoulder. We're better than that. Also, uh, Anthony Edwards is, is rules. So let's. I, I think that they're. I think that they're competing for the play in more so than some of the teams that are that are above them. Uh, Vegas wise. sneaky good not a good bench in terms of a lot of depth but like Beasley mm-hmm. Nas Reed and Torian Prince as your six seven eight kind of sure. awesome like for a bat yeah. for a mediocre yeah. team like there's not yeah. gonna be a whole lot of mediocre teams that have that good of a bench mm-hmm. or good mm-hmm. of a three now they're nine and ten are like Jake Lehman <laughs> and uh right. you know uh some some guy named Vanderbilt so yeah. um right so that can that that it goes down quickly, but they're mm-hmm. um, that kind of first pull off the bench. I don't know, man. I, I like, you know, I like uh Koji's kind of fun. Uh, the McDaniels part is, is definitely their weakest, but he's kind of one of those Shane Battier, you know, his plus minus is always way higher than his stats, mm-hmm. but yeah, Ant mm-hmm. is awesome. So, and I think that yeah. guy's just going to play so hard that I think he'll, he'll will them to a few additional wins is my thinking. If they can stay yeah. remotely healthy, which is definitely not a given. For sure. All right. New Orleans Pelicans, 38 and a half. We all took the under. Uh, duh. <laughs> that might be the easiest under on the board, honestly. Griff, That's... baby. But Griff, like, he's just such a good guy. He always calls me back. You can text him at 4 a.m. Uh-huh. He'll text yeah. his emoji game's great. <laughs> just solid guy. Love Griff. Man. Man. They all love him. They all <laughs> love him. That's good. It's good because he'll need a job. Uh, next year, so he can, they can they can help him get a job in the media. Um, Thirty eight, I, I like you get why Vegas goes with that number. 
that like puts them as a play-in kind of team or you know really close to it. You got Zion, you got Brandon Ingram, all these things. Like that team is actually. Let me say this: I think their depth is awesome. They got a lot of like. I think I don't know if they're ten or twelve deep, but they have a lot of dudes who can play a little bit, and that's cool. But it doesn't matter when your best player is four hundred and fifty pounds and can't stay on the floor, and you're run by an idiot. So it's to me thirty eight and a half felt really pretty easy, honestly. Yeah, I I just don't have any faith that this team is going to be able to stay on the floor slash look the same at the end of the year. Um, I don't know. I just like. I think Ingram is waiting to explode like on the management slash team. Um, I think he's going to be a trade chip at the, the middle of the year. I, I'm, I mean, I've said this since he was drafted, like Zion worries me. And I think I'm, I don't want to say being proven right. Cause it's, you know, it's still really, really early, but like he has gone down the path that I have been afraid of basically, I don't know, most of his career. And, like, there there was a tweet today that was, like, you know, Zion got north of 300 pounds this offseason, and that's that's terror. If I'm, a, if I'm a Pelicans fan, I am nervous about that, real nervous Wait, there about are that. Pelicans fans? I, I, yeah, I mean, now, yeah, probably. They're, you know, or or former or, or Seattle members that want them to do so bad to the yeah. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this team <laughs> could get sold midway through the year, and then you don't know. Then it's, like... And, and, you know, it stinks because we all like New Orleans as a town, but, like, they don't support the team, really, so you kind of get no. it. Um, yeah. Could get sold to someone, you know, and then you ditch the Ingram. Con- I mean, Ingram is, what you know, one of the least impact on winning good players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's – it's um, we'll see on it. I mean, uh, yeah, if, if Zion came in, he, he can. I mean, he's a force of nature. If he comes in and is in decent shape and can play, you know, 30 games in a row – I'm going to be nervous about this pick, but, but, uh, as is constructed, I'm going to pound the under the, the, it's just not a good feeling coming out of that organization in a lot of levels, uh, for me. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, we have our other tie for the lowest, uh, 22 and a half wins for the Oklahoma city thunder. Brian and I both take the under Tobin takes the over. He thinks they're going to try to get, uh, actually try to win a few games. So, Call me uh, crazy. Call me crazy. Yeah, I'd love to hear about know. it. They do have some talent. I get it. It's just they do. I feel and like I they'll think, bench that talent in February, but <laughs> I don't know. I like, I think they have enough like fun talent that they might sneak a few wins. I don't think, listen, I don't think they're going to win like 25 games, but, sure. but, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got some sneaky wins here and there. I mean, 20, 23 wins is not that as I've learned from the past experiences that 23 <laughs> wins is not that hard to get it with a terrible team. Um, but I mean, with Poku, if a gets a lot of time and you know, they, they could, they could make some noise like in junk games. You know, I just don't, I don't think they're any, any good, but you know, I, I, I think they could do something. It's just a matter of whether or not they're going to, you know, sit SGA out whenever he's not actually hurt and stuff like that. So yeah, I think they are going to do that. So that's why I took the under. Brian, what about you? <laughs> Super easy under to me. I think they will do everything in their power to have the worst record in the NBA. And and also, I'm looking at their roster. Hold on real quick. OKC. <laughs> OKC. I love that last year they were the only team that was like, nah, we're not really interested in having fans come back in because this is, uh, we're not really doing much work here, guys. Yeah. We're just... We're playing out the clock. Um, also, have you met yeah, these like, people? <laughs> 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 oh, 
Of course we don't want them here. Um, this is, I mean, look, I'm looking at the roster here. There's, uh, like, I, not that I'm Zach Lowe studying tape every night because there's just not, not enough, enough time. time. Yeah, I get um, it. It's not enough time. <laughs> but I've never heard of, like, five of these guys. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> there are, their best players yeah. are all the same position, sort of, too. And they I don't know. I mean, SGA is very good. We all we all acknowledge this. And I I mean, I'm very team Dort. <coughs> love team Dort. But like Poor Dort. I want to get Dort out of there. <laughs> yeah, same. I would love to have Dort on my team. But like Come along, Giddy, Dort. Yeah. <laughs> Giddy and Poku and and uh, Teo Maldon and and all I mean and Trey Man too I mean it's just it is a it is an abundance of sort of ball of ball handlers who who can't shoot and sort of go together but not really it's in and and again I I think I think that SGA should probably just go ahead and prepare for somewhere between thirty and fifty games yeah. you know just like yeah they're definitely sitting me down at some point I I feel like he's got to get mad if they do it again can. right now yeah oh I mean that's sure, not cool sure. yeah and maybe I mean, he just says well I, I did just get two hundred million dollars right. so I guess it's fine for one more but, year but yeah that, that can't last for too long right for sure so yeah pretty pretty to me pretty easy under but I mean to Tobin's point they they were well ahead of their their mark or their expected mark last year until they decided to sit everybody and stuff I just think that last year's roster, even with like guys like Al Horford and stuff, had more professional NBA basketball yeah, players yeah. on it than this year's does, and and I don't think that they're trying to win a game, let alone twenty three. All right, next up we have the Phoenix Suns, fifty one and a half wins, an NBA Finals team last year. We all have the over. It's a deep team. I just feel like they've got a lot of talent, and uh, you know Booker's great. They had, a, I think, they're going to be not as confident as the Bucks coming out, but definitely going to be mission oriented. Um, and I think the West will be good enough to push them, where they're not going to be able to just coast and count on making another finals because they got some breaks last year too. Uh, but that's a good, that's a good team and a well balanced team. And that, you know, credit to James Jones, they have talent, but it's also in really good. It's organized really well and uh, complementary. And uh, I hate it because I hate Chris Paul, but uh, that's. Uh, that's, I think they'll I think they'll win over over fifty one and a half. But you guys think so too? Yeah, I think I think all, everything you said is true. They're they're deep and they are um, a well coached team as well. So yeah, yeah. agreed. Great point. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a case to be made for taking the under and and thinking that there will be some regression there. I just I guess I'm not quite willing to make that <laughs> that case. You know, it's 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 they feel like a fifty win teams. That number's close enough. Um, to expect that they're going to be top three in the West. And so that's, that feels like uh it feels like the right spot, but I, I do wonder if the Aiden thing carries over a little bit, if there's maybe some hangover from, from the finals loss and, and whatnot, but they seem like a rel- like a pretty safe bet at that number. All right. Next up, another one we have consensus on the Portland trailblazers, three unders. Um, yeah, this, this roster is pretty thin and, uh, not very well constructed in my opinion. So Brian, I'll let you lead on this one. You're not, you're not feeling the, the, the blazers of trails. I just think they're a, I just, you know, it's, 
I'm going to say some of this with, with, with Utah too, but at a certain point, and I said this with Indy, it's just like, okay, all right, I'm kind of tired of seeing the yeah. same thing out there. I mean, I like Larry Nance Jr. a lot. I thought that was a really good trade for them, so maybe that'll help some, but like that can't that can't be the thing that swings you from the you know right, tied with for the the playing game up to like the three or the four seed. I, I just and you got the Dame thing hanging over your head. If, if they start slow, that's going to get almost out of control. You know that you know that yep. that narrative is going to be awful, um, really really fast if 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 they're not they're not good early or they struggle early. I just, I don't know. I, I think that they are closer to a playing team than uh, a home court advantage team. And so on the other hand though, more, yeah, Ben McElmore and DSJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, that changes things. I forgot they had McElmore. All right. I'm taking the over <laughs> 53 wins. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I wish I knew how to quit. Them. <laughs> I can't quit you. Um, now I'm rooting for Ben McMore to go to Indianapolis because I just feel like he's such a Carlisle guy. You know what I mean? I don't have to worry about him coming here anymore. Uh, Tobin, any thoughts on the on the Trailblazers? No, nah, pretty much the same. Like yeah. roster construction and a brand new head coach. That's just a recipe for not. I don't know. I think I think that every year that, that whatever year they like ended up being tenth. Um, I can't remember what it feels like seven years ago, but. Um, I feel like that's kind of what the same same along lines of they're going to hover around that area and then never be able to get out of it, I think. so. Makes sense. I just I think we've seen the best of Dame, and he may be the be- that same level this year. I just – it's hard for me to believe that he's going to get – just go to another level yeah. this year. And Playoffs, if maybe. He doesn't, he's terrifying yeah, still. Then but. Right, for sure. I don't want him – I don't want to play him in a close game, right. but over the course of, of 82 – I mean, you're really depending on healthy C.J. McCollum is going to be what changes things. And I just, I don't know, I just don't see that that being the the X factor in this kind of glut of teams in the West, personally. All right. We've got an interesting one here. We've got the Sacramento Kangs. I'm looking at this. Brian, you've got an over. Tobin, you've got an under. I'm going to get rid of my under. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to stay neutral here and I want either one of you to convince me, make your case on the Kings. Cause I'm, I'm so right there. Like I feel like they're going to win 36 and a half games. Like actually they're going to find a way <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, um, I'm so this one, I'm so back and forth on. So, uh, Brian, the court is your, yours and then Tobin. I think that they were feisty in, in chunks last year. Um, mm-hmm. I like Fox. I'm a Fox guy. I like I like Halliburton. I like uh, I like a lot of the dudes that they have on their team. I still don't understand how they think they're gonna proceed without like a, a single wing on their team, like one single actual small forward ish player. Um, they just keep running Harrison Barnes out there, but you know whatever. Um, they've got some firepower, and I think that they will fire their coach in about three weeks, and that will help things immensely because he's the worst coach in in the NBA. So. At, I do not think this team can possibly win 41 games, you know, to be like a 500 team. But I think that, I think you're right, Rich. It's like 36, 38, like that feels right where we're at. And there's enough bad teams in the West, like Houston, like Oklahoma City, like those Spurs, um, that they will be able to 
pick up some wins and uh and I mean they get three three wins to start the season against the Mavs, you know. So that's that helps the over under just that's a little fair. bit. You only gotta get thirty three more. Um great point. Yeah, it's 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 a real close over for me, but I I'm taking the I'm betting on on the talent there and that hopefully they'll have a new coach soon and that will help a little bit as well. Well, this is a good line and Richard, my argument for you to take my side is Vladi and Luke Walton. I don't think Luke Walton's going anywhere because, like, if they would have fired him, they could have fired him already. And they've already Vlade's had. Gone, though, right? And oh, gone? is he gone? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Vlade's gone. Yeah. The uh, the ghost Couldn't of Vladi. Yeah. Facility. He's yeah. still going to be there. Yeah. The ghost of. Like, I don't know, dude. This 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 <laughs> the, team does not seem to. The smoke to, like, smell is still there. You know how yeah, we always crapped on the magic for never really, like, pulling the trigger on things one way or the other? I feel like they're the, they're the new magic in that sense of <laughs> every stinking trade deadline it's like oh where's buddy hill gonna go oh where's harrison barnes gonna go and it just never happens and i think that on top of a um a bad coach and a bad management and marvin bagley's agent coming for heads and you know i just you know i think i think it's gonna be a recipe for 34 wins that's that's kind of where i'm thinking all right the verdict is in I forgot Luke Walton was still their coach. Taking the under. <laughs> all right. So you all your arguments were, very were great, fair. but very moot. Yeah. All right. So San Antonio Spurs next, 29 and a half uh, wins. We all pounded the under on that. Yeah, this roster is, maybe, you know, it, it's going to be better than the Magic uh, mm-hmm. because the, the system's great and they're a little more complimentary. You know, they have, like, people in the right spots and things like that. Um, but, but talent wise, not much better than the magic. So I'm going to pound the under on that. What about you guys? I mean, I think obviously pop is a great coach and like, I think they're going to have a lot of nights like tonight when they were playing the magic. So who cares? But they had, I think they had nine guys who scored in double digits. They don't have a single guy who's like capable of scoring 20 points in a game. I mean, it's, it's, they may, their lead, their, their uh, points per game leader for the season may be like 15 points a game. It's so, they just don't have anybody that can, that can take them through. So you're right. Like the system's there. Pop's a great coach. There's going to be nights where that is enough because they do have like, they got a whole bunch of guys who are like the fifth best team or fifth best player on a, on a decent team, you know, or, or fourth best or whatever, but just no like real horse. I mean, they, they depended a lot on DeRozan last year and they replaced him with Thad Young, you know, who's right. just not really going to do that <laughs> for them. They he didn't a, even a play tonight. tonight so, Literally. Uh, it feels weird to bet against the Spurs ever, yes. but I, I just, I think that, that they are going to struggle. Has our time finally come that we can safely say that it's going to be a bad year for them? <laughs> no, because as soon as you say that, they'll somehow... Yeah. So now <laughs> they're going to win 60 games, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just a you know it's a weird roster construction, and like Brian said, there's nobody on this team that is going to be able to take over games and do what DeRozan did last year. So, yeah, under for me. All right. I don't think they're as bad as the Magic, though, as of evidence tonight. I think they're going to be, yeah, you know, not as bad, but they'll be pretty bad. All righty. Next up, and finally, we have the Utah Jazz. Fifty-three and a half wins. You guys both hit unders. I took the over. I just think they're just, you know, it's not going to matter at all, but they're just regular season. They're just built for it. Um, they've got a great home field adva- home court advantage. They've got some depth. The way that their style of play is kind of relentless. I just think they'll win 
54, 55 games and then give me pretty much any other team in the West over them in a series because Gobert becomes moot and all that. We've seen it all before, but yeah, I mean, I can see your points where maybe they've been figured out more than even they've been figured out before and that that will actually show itself. But I just think Snyder and that system and that depth, um, you know, it's just going to kind of, they're kind of like the, the late period spurs um, where they're just kind of can on autopilot rattle off 50 wins and then we'll see about finding a few more. Mm. Yeah, I feel Minus like they any are... Minus the title pedigree, by the way, of this person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like 53 and a half is a high number, but I don't think I don't think they're like a 40, you know, seven win team or anything. I just think that 53 and a half is a high number, plus there's a lot of teams in the West that have gotten better mm-hmm. um, and they That's haven't fair. really done much of anything because they don't need to. I mean, really, like they've, they've been a top seed in the West, but I just, I feel like people are catching up to them and I just, I feel like 53 and a half is kind of a high Never so I could see them being a 51, 52 win team, um, you know, with a chance of going either way, really. Yeah, some of this for me is like kind of the sticker shock of, of 53 and a half. I, I think that that really surprised me that they have the highest uh, over under in, in the Western Conference. And I just, I don't know, some of it is pettiness because I'm just so tired of them and, and the just the team that they run out every single season and just knowing. Like you said, Richard, that's just not going to matter in the playoffs at all. I just, I, I, I feel like, I mean, look, they're saying all the right things, and they definitely had some, some, some injury misfortune down the stretch last year, and that was, that was part of their thing. I just wonder if, I think this is a dead team walking. Yeah. We, we all agree that with as far as the playoffs go, at least. And I, I just, I wonder if. Or I guess I'm not wondering. I, I'm I'm betting on there's a certain point at which it's kind of a tight game in December, you know. And Donovan Mitchell looks out there and he's like, "This is the exact same group of dudes yeah. that we had last time, and it's all going to end up feeling the same way at the end of this whole thing." And it just, I don't know. That's got it. I wonder that that seeps in at some point and they become a 46, 48 win yeah. team instead of. A fifty-three win team. Um, I just think that number is really high for me. Uh, so totally get I'll, it. I'll uh, bet the under. But I also, to be fair, <laughs> last year I said that I did not think that the Jazz were good, and then they won like twenty <laughs> games. So what do I know? Uh, <laughs> it's it. Uh, maybe maybe they're happy that I'm that I'm picking against them at this point. So that wraps it All up. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, 30, 30 teams in the book. We're not going to recap it because we've been here long enough. Um, if you've stuck with us this this long, then then bless you. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, we will do this at the end of the year. We'll we'll do the same thing that we did last year. We'll we'll uh, put together the substantial fee that Richard demands mm-hmm. to uh, to come on a podcast and uh, mm-hmm. we'll get him back in here. That we'll sh- review. Sanjay Gupta rate. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> We'll review this. We'll see what we did well, what we did wrong. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll be in the money, and hopefully uh, you will be in the money, dear listener, having listened to us and uh, and used this very valuable fake betting information. Um, this was a bunch of fun, Richard. Thanks so much for being of here, course. man. We really appreciate always a blast, it. man. Love it. Yeah, come back anytime. You don't have to wait for the end of the season if you want to. I'll, I'll do. A, I'll to. come on and talk. We'll talk some some fun stuff, maybe middle of the year. Yeah, that'd be fun. Be good. I love coming on. We'll with be you guys. good. All right. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you like what you heard, tell your friends, bring your basketball buddies around to listen to this here podcast. It helps us greatly to carve out a little space in this very cramped podcast market and leave us a five-star rating, five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. In that review, tell us the most obscure or random NBA jersey that you own or have owned in the past. And we like to read those out at the end of the show. We'll be back next week talking about this first full week of NBA basketball, Tobin. Woo! We're back, baby. Until then, stay hard, Ronnie Rogers.